0: God has called us friend. We are blessed people. Amen. Amen. Do you agree that you are a blessed person? Oh, yes. Because God has called us friend. Amen. Hallelujah. He decided for us in Jesus Christ. Thank you. the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's called us friend. Praise the name of Jesus. Surely the Spirit of the Lord is in this house. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just want to remind you, and this will flash on uh, up on Facebook sometime today, that tonight we start our time of refreshing, 7 p.m. Um, please, I pray that you've made plans to tune in. Uh, Every night this week, especially for our members uh, and anyone else who wants to tune in, try to catch every night. Uh, There's a message from the Lord that will refresh your spirit. Amen. Um, And just remember that God sees what we don't see. God knows what we don't know. So he doesn't always do things the way we think they should be done. We're thinking one the one way. You know, we think we need iced tea and lemonade and God says you need water. Sometimes we reject the water because we want sugar. God said you don't need sugar, you just need water. Take what I give you and you'll be refreshed. Amen. I want to remind us also that there is a Zoom meeting for the men today at 2 p.m. Amen. And if you did not get the Or look through your your emails or your text messages and you'll see a message from Elder Hoskins uh, inviting us to that Zoom meeting. This morning, as the Spirit of the Lord leads us, and um, I thank God for his leading. I thank God for the way he orchestrates things uh, from the book of Mark chapter 5. I won't read all of that again, but I will read just a few of those verses Mark chapter 5 praise the name of Jesus and it starts with then they came to the other side of the sea of the country of the Gadarenes and when they had come out of the boat immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And when he cried out with a loud voice, and, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he had said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And at the end of the chapter, well, not the end of the chapter, at the end of the section, um, Verse 18, and when he had got into the boat, he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home. Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. I want to use for a thought today. Jesus wants to and can help. Jesus wants to and can help. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void, but it accomplishes all that you desire and you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you, God, for the power of your word. Thank you for, for what your word will accomplish in our lives. This word that you've sent to us today, thank you, Father, for you prospering your word and the things that you sent it to. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. 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 Surely the Lord has sent his word to something in our lives and for something in our lives Jesus wants to and can help I, was, I, I thought about this, this devotional that I, that I read earlier this week God loves the unlovely God loves the unlovely and I thought about an old song that I thought about singing but I won't sing it Without God, I can do nothing. Without God, I would fail. Without God, my life would be drifting, without a ship, like I without a sail. Hallelujah. God wants to and can help. One of the things that we notice as we study the life and ministry of Christ, and of course we know that Jesus Christ is God. Amen, who came to the earth in flesh, manifested in human flesh, is that God loves the unlovely. God loves the outcast. God loves the downtrodden. God loves those who are caught up in situations and circumstances that were beyond or are beyond their control and who feel powerless or who felt powerless to change it or to fix it. Now, that's not the way we generally think. Because we generally look down on the outcasts, you know. We look down on people who, who are going through different addictions and different struggles. That's just human, that's the human side of us. And we might say that we don't, but in actuality, we do. And especially if it's somebody close to us, we think that they should be doing better than they're doing. They know better. Have you ever told us about it? You know better. Yeah, you know, like it's within their power to change, but sometimes, saints of God, many times it's not within a person's own power to change a situation or a circumstance. And sometimes we forget that, you know, because now, you know, we forget where we came from and we forget what it took for us to get out of what we got into. Sometimes we feel like folk didn't know what we went to, so it went through, so now we're okay. You know, you know, only God knew and God helped us. So now I can, I can lift myself up and I can look down on people and I can forget about the outcasts and forget about the lowly. Forget about those people who are struggling, you know, and, and tell them you need to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You know, we, we, <laughs> we don't like it when people say that to us as a people. And we say, well, you got to have bootstraps to pull yourself up by. You know, but we sometimes, sometimes we we forget, uh, Christians forget, and we treat people like when they're going through different things that they can fix it themselves, and they can't fix it themselves. And so when we look at the life and the ministry of Christ, we see Jesus focusing on those people who are outcasts, those people who are downtrodden, those people who are powerless to change their own lives and their own situations, and many times people who are oppressed by uh, the religious authority. Who people who took the law of God and who used it against people and 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 and, and, and put requirements and 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 um, rules and, and and expectations on people that people could not um, could not meet. They weren't even meeting themselves. Are y'all listening? Amen. Can y'all say amen? amen? Praise the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Jesus said on one occasion in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but the sinner to repentance. Amen. Amen. And sometimes we forget that. You know, we, we love to get saved, and we love to have people in the church, you know, and we love the fellowship with the believers, you know. We love it when people have their lives right and quote unquote, in our eyes, have their lives right and we can get together and we can talk and we can have fun, you know, we can enjoy the fellowship of believers and we forget about our responsibility to those who are sick, to those who are sinners, to those who are downtrodden, to those who are outcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look at Jesus, when he ministered to people, he did not minister to them simply for the sake of ministering to them. His focus was to make life better for them. He demonstrated his love. He demonstrated his compassion to the unlovely by delivering them from their mental, uh, their physical, and their social outcast situations. He made the unlovely feel loved and accepted. When is the last time you made an unlovely person in your life feel loved? And you can can put anything in that unlovely category. Amen. Think about when you needed love and somebody loved you in your mess. Uh, It's been that long, you forgot. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. Amen. I'll never forget that message Bishop Briggs preached about, you know, the secret weapon of ministry is a memory. You got to remember where you came from. You got to remember what you came out of. You got to remember what it took to get you to where you got to. You got to remember so that as you remember, you know how to treat others who are going through some of the same things, or maybe not the same thing you went through, but going through through struggles in their lives. You got to remember. You got to remember. You know, people are really hard on the church. You know, and, and 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 I've been I've been I've been saved for a long time. And I thank God I never developed the attitude that church people are not worth being bothered with. That church people are hypocrites, that church people are all of this, you know. No, 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 no. Because I realized one thing that if I'm sick, I need to go to the hospital. So it's no sense in me looking standing outside of Piedmont in the parking lot and looking at that hospital and saying, all those sick people in there, I'm not going in there because everybody is sick. Well, what is the hospital for? Glory to God. So what is the church for? We are an agency of the kingdom, amen, to deal with the sick, to deal with the outcast, to deal with the downtrodden, amen, to deal with those who are going through mental and physical and social anguish. This is what Jesus focused on. And if we are to be his people, we have to learn to do the same thing. Hmm. As I've been preaching and teaching on the kingdom, this is one of the things that God spoke to me about this week. He spoke to me about loving the unlovely. Amen. You see, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord and King over his kingdom. Where he rules, his kingdom is. The key to helping people in the most effective way is to help them see the value of Jesus ruling in their lives. Today, it's all sometimes useless to talk to people about salvation. Because people don't see that they need to be saved. Saved from what? Saved from what? I'm doing okay the way I am. You know, I look at people in the church, they messed up too. But there's one difference. Glory to God. When I when I've given my life to Jesus and I've allowed him to rule in my life. Then I open up myself to the Lord to make change and bring change in my life. If I never open up to Jesus and allow him to rule, I never have the opportunity for him to change my life. So we want people to see the value of Jesus ruling and reigning in their lives, in their hearts and their minds. Get off the throne. Let Jesus sit on the throne in your life. This is not, you, you can't live like you want to live and then expect to go to heaven. See, then that's the other side of that. You know, people expect to go to heaven anyhow. And we treat people and we talk to people like they're going to heaven anyhow. Amen. You know what we do? People can live any kind of way they want to live. Trouble come. Y'all pray. Y'all pray. Pray for what? Pray. I need, I'm praying for your deliverance. Amen. I'm not praying for your physical healing right now because that may not be what you need. What you need is a relationship with the Lord where God can come into your life and rule in your life. So I'm praying that your spirit man and your spirit woman will be opened up to the Lord to come and rule and reign in your life. Because healing may not be what you need right now. Physical healing. You need spiritual healing. How many of you have ever realized the need for spiritual healing in your life? Spiritual healing, when the Holy Ghost rules and reigns, when he heals you from the inside out, when he heals you of that sin problem, when he heals you, amen, of that problem that, 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 when he gets to the root issue of the situation in your life, then that opens up the way for other things to change. Ooh, Lord, help us today. Yeah, so We look at Jesus ruling and and and, and one of the things that we should, we, that we should note is that Jesus does, doesn't rule in his kingdom as an autocratic dictator. Jesus is not a bully. Amen. He's not mean. Now, as we study Holy Spirit, one of the things we, we know about him is that he is a gentleman. He doesn't, fall, he doesn't force his way into anyone's life. Amen. He waits for us to open up to him. Amen. He waits for us to invite him in. He waits for us to to yield ourselves to him. So, 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 Christ is, Jesus is not a buck. God is not a bully. Now, if you hear me interchanging God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Amen, Amen. You understand, Amen. We serve one God, Amen. Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ. He's God. Amen. Jesus is the Son of God who came in flesh. Amen. He's God. God is God. So don't worry about me in a changing terms. Amen. Because I'm talking about the same God. Amen. 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 So Jesus, he rules in a way. Amen. He, he, he's loving. He's kind. He's caring. He's gentle. He's a helpful king, lord, savior, uh, elder brother, and companion. He rules in a way that benefits his citizens the most. Amen. Amen. He wants to bless us. Oh, yeah. He wants to help us. But it's going to be according to his own will and his own way, on his own terms and according to his own standards. And that's where people have a problem, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. The Godhead is holy. God is holy. When he comes into a life, I mean, when we really allow him to come into our lives and rule our lives, things change. Yeah. And they change for the better. How many of you are better off today than you were before you were saved? Ooh. How many of you are better off today than the day you first got saved? Amen. How many of you can say the things I used to do I don't do anymore? Ooh. The places I used to go, I don't go anymore. Raise them halfway. Amen. <laughs> Glory to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody said the Lord is still working on me. Yeah, He needs to continue to work on us. This is an ongoing process. Glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. So when he comes to rule, when he comes to reign, he brings change. Amen. Amen. Things change. They change for the better because he is the only one. He is the only one anointed and appointed to bring change in a person's life. And he does it because he loves us. He loves us in our unlovely condition. Jesus loves us. He loves us. I mentioned the devotional. I think I mentioned it. Yeah, the devotional I read one day this week, this past week, and it talked about God loving the unlovely. And it, and it gave the scenario back in the sharecropping days. And of course, we don't farm anymore, and a lot of us who don't know our history don't know much about sharecropping. Uh, but, but if you know about sharecropping, it's when, when our people worked on Mr. Charlie's farm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, y'all know about Mr. Charlie. Anybody know the term Mr. Charlie? Y'all don't know the term Mr. Charlie? Oh, okay. When they worked on the the landowner's farm, who was generally the white man, you know, and he, we called him Mr. Charlie. That was a term in the black community and I, where I grew up, and and so they worked on. On the farm, they lived on the farm. Amen. They ca- had come out of slavery, and a lot of black people didn't own property. And, and of course, during Reconstruction, you know what we did get was taken away from us. But they worked on the farm, and they would—they were—it would, was called sharecropping. So they worked for the man. Uh, who was that? Wrote that song, "Working for the Man." Aretha Franklin. Every night and day. Who was that? Tina Turner. <laughs> Working for the man every night and day. Amen. And that's what our people used to do. Not just our people, but a lot of poor people. Sharecrop. You know, and generally, what would happen was at the end of the harvesting season, when they settled up, the sharecrop of the, 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 the person that did the work in our families and poor people never ever ended up paying everything that they owed Mr. Charlie. So generally, we were in a worse tough situation than we were before. And the debt just kept piling up, piling up, piling up, piling up. Piling up. But anyway, the story goes to say that, that, that finally this, 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 this couple, this family, um, came to a time where they not only made ends meet, but they had a little left over. And with that little left over, they wanted to purchase something for the whole family to benefit from. And they searched through catalogs, and they found one thing that the whole family could benefit from, and that was a mirror. So they bought the mirror. When the mirror came, everybody had a chance to look at themselves in the mirror. Now, mind you, they'd never seen their own faces in a mirror. One of the children was deformed, and when he got the mirror in his hand, the story says he looked at himself intently and continuously looked at himself. And then he looked at his mother and said, Mama, you, you never treated me differently, even though I looked different from the rest of my sisters and brothers. And she said, yes, Willie. His name was Willie. Because you're mine. He said, Mama, you love me, even though I looked different? She says, Yes, Willie, I love you because you're mine. Ooh, Jesus. You see, sometimes we don't see ourselves spiritually. We, 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 have a, we have a concept in our minds of who we are you know and we tend to think more highly of ourselves than, than we ought to think but when God first saw us when God looked at us he loved us in spite of how we looked in spite of what he saw because he had created us in his image and his likeness and we are his Ooh. When I read that, I had to read it over and over again, you know, and it brought cheer bumps to me because when I realized that God loves me, not because of what I've become, not because of how I might look today, but God loved me because I am his. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Yeah, he loves the unlovely and because he does, he wants to help us. He wants to help us. He wants to help us. Not only does he want to help, he can help. He can help. You know, you go to the doctor and they'll try different medicines on you. They're trying to find the one that helps. And guess what? When they find the one that helps, it has side effects. Oh, my, 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 my. So I've been having problems with my eyes, and, and so I, I went to my eye doctor, and, and you know, he gave me some eye drops, you know, and, and, and then my eye, my left eye was just pounding, just hurting, you know, and yet he, he kept changing medicines because what he thought would help wasn't really helping. But I want to tell you that God can help. God wants to help, and God can help. Oh bless his name, bless his name. Let me rush on here. Now now, you know, when we look at when we look at 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 this and we think about this, and we think about God wanting to help and God can help, one of the things that, that we have to notice and deal with, and as we tie this to the story of Willie and his mother loving him in spite of the way he looked, one of the things we notice is that God has always known us. He knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. He knew us before we came forth from the, from the womb. So even if we just want to deal with the point of being born, the Lord knows us. He knows us. He knows us. With our shortcomings, with our flaws, with our sinful ways, God knows us and God loves us now that's key to the help God knows us and God loves us you see all of this is on God somebody says, on God you, you gotta get this you gotta get this because until you get this you're gonna always be trying to make yourself acceptable to God listen now I'm not, I'm not preaching against living holy I'm trying to help you get there a lot of times when we say we live in holy, we ain't living holy. We're struggling. We're holy in front of people. We're holy in the sanctuary. We're holy before the saints. But you got to be holy in your bedroom at night, you know. You got to be holy in the car by yourself. You know, you, you, you got to be holy when ain't nobody looking. And, and, and one of the keys is understanding that God has always known you. Yet God loves you. With your shortcomings with your flaws, with your sinful ways, God loves you. We were sinners, (laughs) Lord have mercy, when Christ died on the cross for us, I know we weren't living back then, but being born in sin and shaped in iniquity, We were sinners. Let's say it like this. When we came to the point of knowing that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, amen, even before we were born, God had already sent Jesus down on the cross for our sins. We could not change our spiritual conditions, amen. Our spiritual conditions are beyond our control and beyond our power, and God knows that. Ooh, oh God, I know this is, is, anyway, anyway, anyway. There is nothing about you, there is nothing about me or any other human being that God does not already know. And yet, God loves us. Whew. Lord, have mercy. Somebody out to shout, "Thank you, Jesus!" Up in this house, there is nothing that we've gone through in our lives. There is nothing that we've done in our lives that God does not already know. He knew it before you did it. He knew it before you thought about doing it. Yet, God loves us. God loves us. God demonstrated his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Greater love of no man than this, than that he would lay down his life for his friends. Oh, God. Mm. Now, 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 when, that's, when I read that scripture, I realize that that's not the type of friendship that we we we, we label as friendship. You know, because notice what Jesus says in verse 14. Uh, uh, this is... Uh, Oh, I didn't write the reference down, but you can find it. Uh, (laughs) uh, He says in verse 14 of that chapter, you are my friends. Listen, if there's a condition, you do whatever I command you. The solid reason. (laughs) Lord, have mercy. Jesus says, for a solid reason, you are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, the solid reason is that Jesus Christ, God in human flesh, knows the root of your issues. The root of my issues. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. He knows the root. He knows the cause of the problems. And he knows how to set us free. And he knows how to cause us to live a victorious life. If we do as he commands, then we will experience his intrinsic love, his intrinsic power and value. Or the intrinsic love of power and value of that friendship. If you do what I command. Now, we struggle with that, of course, because now now we're saying that friendship is conditional, and then we say God loves us unconditionally. Yeah, he loves us unconditionally, but to get his help. there are conditions. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Mm. He's called us friends, but he said, you got to do what I command, and you do what I command because I know how to fix this. I know how to help you. You're going to ask me how to bake the kind of cake that I baked. And I give you the recipe. And then you decide you're going to use something else. And that's not the kind of cake that I baked. Amen. 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 You're going to ask me. You know, like people go to the doctor and they ask, help me. And he tells you, take this medicine. And you look at the medicine. I ain't taking that medicine. Just said, you're my friends. If you do whatever I command you, and I say that because I know how to fix this. You don't know how to fix it. You don't know how to fix it. You don't, how to, you don't know how to fix your situation. How many of us have tried so many things? Think about people in life. Just try it. You know, they're going through stuff and they try. They try Alcohol, they try drugs, some people try sex, some people try going from person to person, some people try, you know, you know, they, they, they do these, these uh, they go and they, they do all this glamour stuff to make them look pretty on the outside, you know, while they're still hurting on the inside, you know. And, you know, ain't lot, nothing wrong with looking pretty on the outside. Look pretty on the outside. But, baby, you need to look pretty on the inside. You need to be able to accept yourself. And part of the reason people do some of the stuff that they do is because they can't accept themselves. people have an issue accepting themselves. Now I would talk about that but then a whole lot of y'all would be upset with me. So I'm not going to say go to where I want to go with that cuz I don't want y'all I want y'all to come back. <clears throat> <clears throat> Woo, no I can't say what I want to say cuz I No 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 no. You got to accept yourself, you know? And just be happy with who you are. Yes, Lord. Oh, because until you are happy with who you are, where you are, you can never change to get to where you need to get to or trust the Lord to help you get to where you need to get to. You know, so this outward stuff that we do to please other people. Now, if you're doing something outward to please yourself, okay? So, you know, you're going on a diet because you want to go on a diet. That's good. Don't go on a diet for me. Are you understanding me? You know, anyway, let me, let me go on because I'll go off somewhere. Amen. Jesus knows. He knows how to fix this. He knows how to fix you. He wants to give you the kind of friendship that will bring help, that will bring deliverance, and that will bring wholeness. That's what he wants. That's the kind of friendship he wants. He just don't want to be your friend to go and hang out with you, so you never change. He knows you. When Jesus was going to the country of the Gadarenes, he knew the man named Legion before he arrived at the seashore. Hmm. Bible doesn't say it, but he, being who he is, he knew. He knew that the man would be there to meet him as he got out of the boat. But Jesus had come to help him because he loved him. Jesus had. Christ, unlike the townspeople, was not afraid of the man. The townspeople were afraid of the man. They had bound him with chains and shackles, and they had driven him out of the city. They were afraid of him. Jesus loved that man who was named, oh, who was called Legion. And he had come to help him. He had come to help him. Yeah, yeah. Legion's mental and spiritual condition didn't pose a problem or a danger to Jesus. Jesus loved him right where he was. And Jesus helped him. Legion was unlovely. Legion was filled with demons. Legion was living in the tombs. And day and night he was in the tombs and the mountains crying out and cutting himself. The people bound him with shackles and chains. But he broke them. But Jesus was not afraid of him. He loved him anyway. I've been unlovely in my life. But Jesus knew me in my unlovingness. Jesus knew me. Jesus knows me today. Jesus knows what you don't know. He knows. There's nothing about me that God does not know. Everybody is trying to hide from God. There's nothing about you that God does not already know. It may not be you in here, but you in general, you listening on Facebook, you that, that you're going to come in contact with, tell them there's nothing about you. Nothing that God does not already know, and God loves you in spite of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you might be in your life today. Things may be out of whack. Things may be all messed up. But I want you to know that just like Legion, God knows you. God knows you. God sees you. Mm. God sees you. There have been times in my life I felt like people just didn't see me. You know, you know, people look at the pastor and they always think pastor got everything right, everything together, everything going on. You know, I can be going through and seem like folk ought to see, and people ought to know, but you're the pastor, you're not supposed to be going through. You're not you're not supposed to be having any problems. In fact, like people don't see. But if you think nobody sees you, I want you to know that God sees you. Yeah. And God loves you in the midst of what he sees. Oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Are you listening? There's nothing about you that God does not know. People who are failed, people who are hurting, people who are sickly, people who are sinful just like you might talk about you. They may run your name through the mud. They might condemn you. They may look down on you, but God will never do that. The sovereign almighty God sees you, sees all and knows all. Amen. And, 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 and the God who is present everywhere at all times, he will see you. He sees you. He knows you in your mess and he still loves you. Ooh, when I was writing this, I was reminded of the scripture. I think it's in Ezekiel. God talking about Israel. He said, when I saw you in your blood, Ooh, Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. I said to you, live. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw you, Lord have mercy. God knows you. God knows you. And he loves you. God has come to help. He's come to help. He's come to help. Tell your neighbor, God has come to help. Mm, 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 mm. Jesus went to Gadarea, to the region of of the Gadarenes, to help Legion. Oh, yeah, he went to preach that, but he knew Legion was there. He went to help. Somebody say he went to help. Just like he went to Samaria from the Mount of Olives, amen, to help that Samaritan woman at the well. He went to help, glory to God. Just like he helped Jairus' daughter, he went to help. Just like he helped the woman with the issue of blood. What is your issue? The Lord has come to help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. When I look at this account of this man, amen, with the legion of unclean spirits, amen, I see more than just a man. More importantly, I see God who has come to help him. This man's situation was desperate. This man's situation was out of control. Amen. He was out of his mind. The townspeople didn't know what to do. And sometimes, saints, we don't know what to do. Glory to God. Amen. The townspeople, amen, thought he needed taming like a wild horse. So they shackled him. They put chains on him. But that was not what he needed. Glory to God. He needed inner healing that the townspeople couldn't give him. He needed deliverance that the townspeople couldn't give him. Seemed like somebody should have known. He needed compassion. He needed healing. He needed love. Oh, God. Mm. And on that day, somebody say on that day, hallelujah, God showed up. There's going to come a day in your life when God will show up don't give up. Hallelujah. Because God has a time set for you. Tell your son and tell your daughter, don't give up. Because God has a time that he has set to show up in your life. And when God shows up in your life, things will change. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I come to tell you today, glory to God, that Jesus has come to help you. Hallelujah. He's come to help you. Glory to the name of Jesus. Only you know your situation. And you may not know how deep your situation is. Ah, hallelujah. Some people just don't know how bad off they are. Because they have a a higher conception of themselves than they ought to have. Glory to God. You may be in a situation that you and no other human being can help you out. But I came to tell you that Jesus can help you out. Hallelujah. When I look at Legion, hallelujah. Legion, glory to God, of Roman soldiers, I believe, were 10,000 soldiers. So there were many demons in Legion. Glory to God. If Jesus could help Legion, Jesus can help you. Hallelujah. I said, if Jesus could help Legion, Jesus can help you. Hallelujah. The Almighty, all powerful God, God can help you in whatever situation you find yourself in Jesus came to seek the lost hallelujah and to save the lost if you are lost today Jesus can help you somebody say Lord help me hallelujah hallelujah Jesus came oh yes he came with an anointing to proclaim glad tidings to the poor to heal the brokenhearted. To give recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are captive. And to open the prison doors for those who are bound. And to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. If you are down and out today, Jesus has come to proclaim glad tidings to you. If you are broken hearted, Jesus has come to heal your broken heart. If you're spiritually blind, Jesus has come to restore your sight. If you, hallelujah, have been taken captive by the enemy, Jesus has come to set you free. If you are in prison to some habit or to some addiction, Jesus... The matchless Lamb of God, Jesus, the anointed one, has come to open up the prison doors and set you free. Hallelujah. Look at this. Just look at this. Jesus, right here in this proclamation, covers most if not all of the root issues that plague human beings. Hallelujah. He covers depression. He covers sadness. He covers brokenheartedness. He covers spiritual blindness cover spiritual bondage that leads to chemical addictions and that leads glory to God to mental addictions and afflictions oh bless the name of Jesus hallelujah if you need help hallelujah I'm not saying don't go to the doctor but you've got to realize that you already serve Jehovah Rapha but god who heals hallelujah and if you go to jesus or if you allow jesus to come into your life you don't have to go to him he's coming to you he knows where you live hallelujah he knows your address Bless the name of jesus he knows your email hallelujah he knows your twitter account oh bless the name of Jesus he knows your Facebook page hallelujah you don't have to friend him he's gonna friend you oh bless the name of Jesus he's coming to you because Jesus can help you and Jesus wants to help you Oh, bless the name of Jesus hallelujah not only that Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Not only did Jesus come to help, but Jesus has the power to help. And Jesus has the authority to help. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord. Probably, like this man, at some point in our lives, we tried everything to help out our situations and our conditions or to ease or relieve the pain and the agony of our situations. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. You ain't got to tell nobody. God already knows what you've tried to help you out, what you've tried to find relief. You don't have to tell anybody. The Lord already knows where you've been and what you've done trying to find relief, trying to find help. Oh, Lord God Almighty. Yes. Ah, family and friends doctors and counselors you tried them all you tried pills glory to God but it still didn't help glory to the Lord and some of us are still facing the same situations hallelujah There's some things that you'll go through in your life hallelujah that human beings cannot help oh, they don't have the power to help nor do they have the Authority to help, glory to God. But let me tell you something oh, yes, Jesus has been anointed to help, He is the anointed one, He's been sent by God to help you out in your situations. Well, bless the name of Jesus, and He is able. I said, He is able to help you out. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah in this house today. Jesus said, All power in heaven and earth is in my hands. All power in heaven and earth. All power. And heaven and earth is in my hands. I can destroy. I will defend. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. He came to destroy the works of the devil. Not just in this world, but in your life. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. He came to break the bondages and break the chains that the devil has set up in your life. Bless the name of Jesus he came to open up your blinded eyes you've been trying to see but you just can't see well into the name of Jesus you've been trying to understand the word of the Lord but you just can't understand I want to tell you today keep on trying because help is on the way Jesus sees you Jesus knows you Jesus knows when you are ready for his help. Jesus knows when you are ready, hallelujah, to receive his help. Glory to the name of Jesus. And he has the power and the authority. Glory to God. He has the ability and the right. God gave it to him. Paul said that God has anointed him. Jesus of Nazareth to go about doing good here all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. You are the anointed one. Yes, you are. You are the evil one. Bless the name of Jesus. When God raised Jesus from the dead, He defeated death. He defeated hell. He defeated the grave. If you are dying inside, I said if you're dying inside because of your problems, Jesus has defeated death. He turned to Jesus. If you're going through hell in your life, hallelujah. If your situation has been described as hell, Jesus. Has defeated hell if you feel like you're in a grave closed in on every side somebody shout hallelujah jesus the matter of him of god jesus has defeated hell he came to set the captives free he's on your his way to your house he's on his way to your address, he's on his way to your situation, to set you free. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord thank you Lord we're in a desperate situation but God you're the one who can help us out we need your help we need your help we'll come running to you we'll buy like Legion so you can help us help us hallelujah 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 thank you jesus jesus wants to help and jesus can help he wants to and he can he wants to and he can he's able he's able he's able he's able Oh my goodness. I don't care what your situation is. The Lord has come to help. Some of us are saying, Behold, I stand at the door now. Yes. Don't give up. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your loved ones. Keep praying. Don't give up on your friends. There are people God has put in your heart to pray for. You may have it all right. Everything is well in your life. But it's not just about you. Somebody else needs to know that the Lord can help. The Lord wants to help. Hallelujah. Whew. Yes. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side when my enemies came upon me to eat up my flesh i would have been consumed saints the enemy has come up against me the enemy has tried to destroy me sometimes it wasn't the outside enemies it wasn't people it was the enemy on the inside and so you got to deal with the enemy on the inside of you Ooh, that keeps on resisting god hallelujah it keeps on saying no to the lord say god I need your help. Whew. He's here to help you. He can and He will. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Thank the Lord for the word today. Hallelujah. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank God, thank God. Just give the Lord a wave offering all over this building. Come on. Come on, just give the Lord a wave offering all over this. Get up, amen. It's okay. Just if you can, stand up and just, just move around from your seat, you know. Now just 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 give a praise. Thank the Lord because he's come he's here to help he's here to help yes this morning this morning as you've listened to this message whether you're here in the building whether you're listening online on Facebook whether you will listen to this message at some other point other than uh, this morning hear that the Lord knows you he loves you he's come to help you yes it will be on his terms but his terms are the right terms he'll never hurt you He'll never hurt you. What he does for you will be the best for you. He may allow some things in your life, but it'll be for your good. It'll be to help you look to him. It'll be to shake you up so that you can begin to pay attention to him, whatever the reason may be. But you gotta know, You can't change yourself. The Lord has to change you from the inside out as his spirit comes to live inside of you. So many of us have tried to do things on our own. Sometimes we did what we knew to do, what we thought was right to do for ourselves and for other people. But the bottom line is we got to trust God. We got to do it his way. We have to stop fussing and fighting. Stop arguing with the Lord. Get off the throne. Get off the throne of your life. Let the Lord rule. I know you're your own man, you're your own woman. But for the Lord's help, you got to get off the throne. (laughs) You got to be God's man. You got to be God's woman. Or you allow the Lord to rule and reign for those of us who've allowed the Lord to rule in our lives even though we may not have done it perfectly, we found we've seen the difference of what it means to submit to the Lord and allow the Lord to sit on the throne of our lives in this life, all through your life you're going to face challenges even after you give your life to Jesus Satan will challenge you You will make mistakes. And I'm not telling you to just go out and deliberately do it. But you will make mistakes. But remember that the Lord loves you. And the Lord says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. God just wants us to come back to him. Come back to him. He wants us to trust him. Us. Stop doing it your own way. Stop doing it your own way. Stop trying to fix it. Trust the Lord. Learn of him. So Legion was delivered. Jesus cast a demon out of him. There were many of them. Let's not even deal with where the demons went. They were unclean spirits. They went to the unclean swine. But let's not even deal with that. Let's deal with the end of it. Where do we see Legion? Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Clothed and in his right mind. Same word there is used to focus on the end of time. And how our mind should be set on focusing on the end of time. You know what the Lord is saying? For you to be really helped, you got to stop thinking about now. There's an end to this. Where will you be? Where will you stand in the judgment? There's an end to this. If you only think about the here and now, you will continue to focus on satisfying yourself in the here and now. The speed limit sign is to let you know the possibility of danger. The possibility of getting a, a speeding ticket. If you pay attention and slow down, you won't get a ticket at the highwayman instead. The highwayman may not be there a day. Highway Patrol will be there one day. So if you only think about the here and now, you'll keep on speeding. You'll keep on going because you want to you get there. You got to get there. You got to be on time one day you get caught don't think about just here and now you should want to be clothed and in your right mind today preparing to meet the Lord so if you're listening this morning I want to give the opportunity to you to make the decision for Jesus Christ he's come to help you he wants to help you he extends himself to help you will you accept his help on his terms I realize that there are those people that don't want to accept the Lord's terms that's your decision that's your choice nobody can force you the Lord does not force you And he does not even want you just to come to him because you're afraid of going to hell. He wants you to come to him and trust him because you realize his great love for you and the length he's gone to provide for your salvation. And he wants a relationship with you. The end result will be that we will live with him eternally. We'll have the first fruits of eternal life right here. But it can't come out of fear of dying and going to hell. Jesus loves you God loves you he's here to help you so the, the invitation is given to you right now you don't have to be in the building you don't have to be on your knees you don't have to be in a particular place just right where you are remember Jesus's kingdom rule is it Jesus's kingdom is wherever he rules in the hearts and the lives of people so if you want to be in his kingdom Let him come in. Let him rule in your life. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I realize you died on the cross for my sins. You were raised from the dead so that I could have everlasting life. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Save me from my sin. If I've rejected you over and over again, today I choose to accept you. It's my decision, Lord. Come into my life, be my savior, be my Lord. I accept you today and I accept my salvation. I accept your rule in my life. I give myself to you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you pray that prayer of repentance and acceptance, remember this. Salvation is not by feeling. Salvation is by faith. You believe that Jesus died for you. You made a decision of your will to accept him, to come into your life, to be your Lord, to rule in your life. You made that decision today. Because you accepted Christ and his rule, he has accepted you. That means that right here, right where you are, you are saved. You need to grow in the Lord because the devil is going to attack you. He's going to try to pull you away. He's going to deceive you, try to try to deceive you, and make you think, Oh, what you said, what you did, it didn't matter. But listen, the Bible says, As many as received him, to them he gave the Right to become his sons and his daughters. So by you receiving Jesus through faith, you have entered into that realm. You have become his child. Saved today. Write to us. Let us know of the decision that you've made so that we can follow up with you, assign someone to pray with you, help you find a church in your local area, help you begin the growth process. If you are a backslider, one time you were with, uh, in the Lord you had a sincere desire to follow him think about this you know that you need the Lord to rule in your life but you're out there doing your own thing I quoted the scripture if we confess our sins the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness confess your sin to the Lord ask the Lord to forgive you ask the Lord to restore you he's really waiting on you He's waiting on you. It's just as simple. A prayer of confession, a prayer of request to the Lord. And write to us also, let us know, so that we can follow up with you. Amen. I want to pray for everyone today. Just lift your hands. If wherever you are, in your homes, in the park, at the grocery store, if you can stop and just lift your hands. Just a simple prayer of faith. Father, you know us. There's nothing that's hidden from your eyes. You knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb and definitely before we were birthed into the earth realm. And even today, you know us. All of us struggle with different things in our lives. But God, we can't win in the struggle. We yield to you today. If it's sickness, we can't heal it. If it's trouble, we don't know how to get out of it. If it's mental anguish, we don't know how to have peace in our minds and in our spirits. But God, you know, you can give us peace. You can deliver us from our chains and our bondages. You can deliver us. So today, all over this building, everybody that's listening, I pray for your healing and your deliverance and your help in our lives by your divine power I decree and declare release from bondage release from oppression Satan the Lord rebuke you take your hands off of God's people remove your influence from the minds of God's people the Lord rebuke you Satan in the mighty name of Jesus the mighty name of Jesus God, we thank you. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for your help. God, we give you praise. We trust you as we go forth from this place to do for us what needs to be done. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I pray that you've been blessed. I pray that you've been helped. I pray that you're encouraged in the Lord. Amen. Tune in tonight. 7 p.m. And each night this week up until next Sunday night, 7 p.m. And also on Friday, there will be a special uh, on the 31st, and we will announce that a broadcast uh, dealing with cancer, breast cancer awareness. When you get that announcement, tune in as well. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. It's in Jesus' mighty name.